0: Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, Before we begin May 15th EP release show here in Nashville, Tennessee at the basement, we're going to have an opener, uh, so I haven't figured out which friend would be willing to, to join me on that bill. Um, So I'm really excited about that. May 15th uh, it's going to be my first real ticketed event here in Nashville. I'm kind of terrified. It's a little bit ridiculous, but we're going for it because the basement, they wanted to. I didn't want to do this, but they they were like, we should try it. So it's on them, but it's really on me. So I I take full responsibility, and I'm very excited. We're going to have an EP release show May 15th. Uh, Also, there's going to be a new song coming in the coming weeks. Um, I'm... I'm hoping it's going to be out soon, but uh, eventually I'll get better at this whole showbiz thing. Um. Also, if you're in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, I'm playing the Listening Room uh, this Wednesday. I won't. No, no. This Friday, April fourteenth. Um. This Wednesday, April. Uh, what is it? Um. Twelfth. I'm playing at the Mockingbird Theater in Franklin, Tennessee. And then uh, su- Saturday, the 15th, I'm playing at Tennessee Brew, Brew Works here in Nashville. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, and um, hopefully a new song as well. And, uh, well, definitely a new song. We'll just see when it could actually get it out. Um, so yeah, look out for all that. Super stoked. And here we go. Now we're going to go back to the tour recap uh for New York, so I just want to quickly finish up our, the little the little story of, of, of playing in New York and what I learned and all that stuff. And I'm I'm hoping it uh, entertains you as much as it uh, I enjoy kind of reflecting back on it. Songs sometimes are so much so easy, you know. It just feels like I could just make up a song right now, you know.
1: world
0: was in bloom all right I hate the song already so um the whole world was in bloom it was beautiful okay so um sorry for 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 uh for yanking you around a little bit here New York City so I learned something the last time I went back to New York I played a bunch of little gigs and I was like that was dumb because Some friends came to this one. Some friends came to that one. And I was like, next time, I'll just do one show. And that's what I did. So I learned from my little... where There weren't, like, big mistakes. You know? I didn't, like, um, fail my own child or anything. But, you know, I was like... I, I learned a little bit from that. And I was like, I'll do better next time. So I did. And I played Rockwood Music Hall. But I made another mistake. And that is, I believed a booking agent. They were so excited. They're like... Uh, Because there's three stages at Rockwood, and the smallest one is stage one. It's also the easiest one because it's very easy to fill and there's free. So you're not selling any tickets. So I was kind of gravitating towards one, and they were like, but it's such a small stage. So I mentioned that to them, and they're like, oh, no, we made it bigger. It's way bigger now. We added a bunch of square footage uh, over the pandemic and whatever. And so I was like, great, that sounds awesome. And of course, when we get there, it's the exact same size. Maybe they'd. Maybe they moved the bar back like two feet or something. Um, But anyway, I just want to quickly say that we had a great show. It was really fun. Uh, I played with my New York band and everybody killed it. They were incredible. We didn't rehearse at all. We were just, we zoomed, we FaceTimed for like 20 minutes about a week earlier, went over the songs we were going to do. Uh, I went over about four song moments that I thought, you know, would be really important that we're all really on the same page. I'm like, if we get these moments, we're going to sound really tight. And uh, everybody rehearsed on their own, you know, went over the songs and everyone came just so prepared and no one in the audience believed that we had not rehearsed. It was awesome. Like I told everyone towards the end of the show. Um, But anyway, just a massive thank you to everyone who came out to the New York show. It was really, really fun. Um, and then, you know, I really took my time on the way back. I stopped in, um, well, I spent a bunch of time in New York. I should mention that, uh, I didn't get much hiking in, but I did spend a bunch of time on the farm and just had the best time. Um, went to, went to one of the neighboring farms, got some ice cream, went to the town of Calicoon and walked around and, uh, took my dad, actually I did go on a hike. I took my dad on a hike and then we went to New Paltz and went to a little antique store and an old bookstore and, um, just had some nice moments together. I think I, sh- I shared a part of what I like doing that we don't share often enough. And he was really receptive to it. And, you know, we sat on the rocks looking out at the Catskills and just really, you know, took it all in. was grateful to be there. Um, I hung out with a bunch of the cows, got to know some of the new young, young- youngins. Um... And, uh, you know, really just, uh, we did it up, did it up, and um, loved it. Uh, Man, I just love the Catskill so much, and my buddy Lauren came up to the farm, and we had a blast, and um, she's not a musician, but, but she is like, she gets into singing for fun, and we're singing all jazz songs and stuff, we're doing Autumn Leaves, and a bunch of other stuff, so just had the best time, and, you know, collected some eggs from the chickens, and... Um, you know, went to the local, went to White Lake and it was all cold and frozen. It was just beautiful. And, um, you know, so got to see the outdoors, got to see the little cat over there and, um, went to a couple of old cafes I haven't been to in a while. Then I made my way back, uh, towards, towards the city, but still in upstate to, uh, Sherwood Ridge studio where my mentor and dear friend C. Lansbaum lives. And we spent two full days in the studio and I just had some old friends come over and we're just hanging out and we were basically putting the finishing instrumental touches on a record. Um, and it was just magical. It was really, really fun. There was a song we did called Magnificent that this is the only so the drummer on the record, uh Caleb Esti, who's literally my favorite drummer in the world, and uh he just he makes this album a special album. Um, this album's called Flying Over Hollywood. It'll be out in like, I don't know, a year and a half or so. Hopefully, um, he makes this album great. Uh, the title track "Flying Over Hollywood." I mean, his playing on that. Uh, there's no one called the comedian. His playing on that's ma- it's just magical. Uh, and but on this song "Magnificent," it's magical too. But he was feeling the song very different than I was, so I kind of re went. I went back in, and this is the only song that's gonna be on the record that isn't live. I went and I redid my acoustic, and I redid my vocal. Everything else is just live vocal, live acoustic, all at the same time, the band playing in the room together. Uh, This one, I overdubbed everything, and it was interesting because, you know, you get to prove to yourself what you've learned in the past year or so, and maybe you didn't learn anything, right? Like, I've not been really making records. I've been finishing records, like mixing and mastering, but I've not been uh, making records in the past year. So um, I went in and... I was kind of nervous about this vocal. Had been late. I was traveling. Um, you know, I didn't think my voice was at. Uh, I never really feel thrilled about where my voice is at. But I didn't think it was in a special place that night. You know. However, uh, C had set up this beautiful old microphone. It's like a. It's like a triangular. It's the it, it, people call it the Sinatra microphone. It looks like something Frank Sinatra would sing on often. Um, I forget what it's called because uh, you know I'm I'm not a gearhead like my engineer friends are um but he C had switched you know some of the settings on some of the outboard gear to make the mic just extra sensitive so what i did was i i was re, i was doing the vocal and i wanted to get a vocal take that was special and i didn't really know how to get there so i played a little trick on myself and it worked out really really well um i went just so close up to the mic that was against my nature because my my little, you know, my experience tells me, back off this microphone, it's sensitive, and you tend to project a little bit for this song. So what I did was I pushed myself out of my comfort zone, I got so close to the mic that I knew if I sang just a hair too loud, or projected just a hair too much, um, it would peak, and I would ruin the track, essentially. Um, would ruin the vocal take, and probably also wouldn't be good for the microphone. So... So I got real close, close up to the mic and it forced me, it forced me, it forced me, like put in my nature, just every bo- every cell in my body was like whisper. And so I didn't really whisper the, the this verse, but I definitely sang it way uh, quieter and softer than uh, I would have otherwise. And it forced me to get a really intimate verse. And then for the pre-chorus and the chorus, I backed off and then I went back on the microphone for the verse And now you always do a version of this, but I did this in a more extreme way to where it would really influence, because usually you're following your singing. In this case, I made my singing follow how close I was to the mic. You know, in other words, if you're like, okay, I'm getting louder now, I'm going to move back. But instead I was like, I'm going to go so close that I'm going to force myself to sing quieter. Because usually you go close when you're decided to sing quieter. Does that make sense? Am I, did I say that 12 different ways eight different times so um got a really special take that I was excited about and then for the guitar uh, I just kind of really see really guided me beautifully through this and you know he's like well you're playing on top of the beat and Caleb's playing behind the beat so either we get a new drummer or a new drum take which is a pain in the ass and a hassle and I don't want to do that or you play behind the beat. So you're going to change the way you play. It's very subtle, but it matters a lot. You know, you want everything to gel and sound like you're all playing together. So I just kind of really laid back and made my hands again. This is like another little trick that I'm playing on myself. It's like play a millisecond after you, you know, your, your, your sort of gut tells you to play. So I did that and we got a really good acoustic take that gelled nicely with the drums and, um just overall was thrilled about that and then we added acoustic guitars for this song called cult classic which i can't wait for you guys to hear um my buddy noah played mandolin on a song called bag of bones um we we had a really cool there's a song called tuesday under starlight which i've i've sang on the podcast um and the studio version is so much fun and oh, I can't wait for you to hear it. And for the outro, it's got this really big, fun, and like just sort of soaring outro. Really fun soaring outro. What I did, what, and so. It would already sounded good, but I was like, let's try throwing more stuff at it. We'll make it a little bit more fun. So C pulls out, he's got a Nashville tuning guitar, which is a regular guitar. It's like if you took a 12-string. So a 12-string guitar is tuned like a regular guitar, but has these very thin strings that double on each string. So for your your low E, which is gonna be like your that, you're gonna have another string that's like a super high pitch, like kinda like that. And then you play them together. Uh, and times six, and you have this really beautiful big sound. Um, sorry about that. So, oh, uh, we played we played some of that, and it kind of ended up sounding like a harpsichord almost on record. And then C came up with this brilliant idea just for this outro. He's like, "Well, what if we do kind of like an Abbey Road, like down, bam, 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 na 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 na, kind of taken from that?" So, we, and we took this beautiful uh g and what is it uh b and g guitar um with little p90s on it and we we ran it through just a princeton reverb and uh some other cool pedals i forget what they were but um and just got this big sound that was building real nice and then i played kind of some like soaring like um let's see like um Uh, totally wasn't like that at all, but something sort of similar, I guess, uh, on a tremoloed out electric guitar and, uh, just made this big, beautiful, orchestral, magnificent sound that was so much fun and has sort of feels like me and it's exciting and it feels like other things too. Again, there's like this sort of beetlesque Arctic, it's almost like Arctic monkeys pulling from the Beatles, you know, thrown through like a... A slightly more like, I don't know, American folk filter, you know, via upstate New York or something. So, you know, I was really, I was just so pumped about that. Um, we had some electric guitar and a song called Caddy. And again, these are tracks that are almost, you know, we'd play them and we'd be like, okay, are these finished? Can we add a couple more little elements and stuff? So we're not really, you know, we're not filling up a ton of space, but what space there is, we're deciding, do we leave that space? Or we want that space or we fill it up with something cool and different. And uh, we made those decisions. Some songs are like, no, this is perfect. This is done, you know. Um, and then I'm going to take that record down here in Nashville, and I'm going to finish all the vocals. Uh, by that, I mean backup vocals here. And um, So I'm just so damn excited. I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's just it. So that's that. Um, Then we got going. We got going all the way. Uh, I got some gelato and hung out with more friends and just had the nicest time. And then it was time to leave. It was time to go home. So I stopped at Java Love in Suffern where I used to work. And I said hi to an old friend there. Got my coffee and hit the road. I hit the road and drove through uh, Pennsylvania and it was foggy and you could barely see and then it was raining. But it was really beautiful. Um, And I got finally, after like six hours of driving, got to Pittsburgh, um, got some chili, uh, met my fr- met, met my buddy Grant uh, in the lobby of the Holiday Inn, we shared some chili, we uh, we caught up and, you know, we uh, exchanged all the goings-ons and what we've been, both been up to, and he was out there playing some shows, and uh, so we just hung out, we did it up, we had a lovely time, uh, stopped in this little fancy clothing store that they get, like, clothing from, like, um, Japan and stuff, and, uh, I met the dude who worked there last time, so I went in, and he remembered me, which was so sweet, um, and, uh, yeah, had the best time, and then woke up pretty damn early and went straight from, uh, from Pittsburgh all the way to Nashville, which is like a nine-hour drive. Stopped in Columbus, Ohio. I told you about the mounds. Got some coffee. Um, drove through Louisville, Kentucky. Got some got some food at a Waffle House I regretted. And then finally made it home here to Nashville, Tennessee. And it's it's just been absolutely lovely. And I'm just so damn grateful to be here. Um, I want to sing you a song. I think this song will be on, uh, on an album called Two Ships Passing the Night. Uh, we'll see but maybe i think so i hope so that's the plan things can change though um this song's called set in stone i may have played it here on the podcast before i don't know but i played this at the commodore this week i played at the commodore and kind of got there really late and was sort of frazzled and i hadn't been singing really a bunch since i got back and i felt kind of rusty and out of it and i didn't play any gigs and this song kind of shocked me back into like I don't know, performing or something. I just played it and it was really fun. It was a nice moment. And so I don't expect it, you know, you can't expect much from a song. Uh, If it's nice to you sometimes, you got to be grateful for that. So I don't expect this song to do all that to me right now. But I want to play it for you. I want to share it. And I like the song a lot. It's a a fun song. It's a very simple song. It's called Set in Stone. Hope you like it. Hold on, we're going to do that again.
1: sister. Lord knows I missed you. Sit down and listen to Won't you calm down and talk to me?
0: So that's kind of how the song ends, but I, I maybe for the record, because it's kind of short. It might have felt long now because I was playing it poorly, but it's just a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and that's it. So now live, if I just do it, I do, you know, I just end, end it with the riff. It's kind of like that, but for the record, it would be nice to drag it out just a bit, make it more of like a three and a half minute song, and like, uh, could just have like an instrument play the...
1: Down, down, down,
0: down. Have another instrument. I just can't take. come back in with that little pre and then the chorus and call it a day maybe who knows we'll see we'll see what that feels like once we record it someday um, thank you very much for indulging me over there that was fun I enjoyed it but yeah it's been so nice being back in Nashville uh, been running around all week it's been a little bit crazy but nice and pleasant and we had dinner um, with our dear friend Carl Anderson who's one of my favorite singer songwriters here in Nashville and a lovely human being to boot and uh, he made the best lasagna and salad and literally had to cut me off from lasagna. Like I had four pieces and he was like, all right, that's it. So I got up to get more. He's like, no, 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 you're done. You're done. You've eaten enough. We don't want to have to roll you out of here. Um, it's been very pleasant and uh, I'm, you know, I'm grateful uh, and also just a little bit scatterbrained. You know, you could feel, you could feel many things at once, um, but I'm really excited to get these new songs out. Had the best time playing the Commodore. Uh, I played with this guy named Lou Ellen Ross from Kentucky. He's from Pike County. Uh, And something that really struck me about his songs, he introduced these songs. He'd be like, and one of his songs, he was like, Where I'm from, you could do about one of three things you know, you can uh, join the army, you could be a coal miner, or you could sell drugs. And he's like, This song's about the people who can't do the first two. Um, it was a beautiful song about essentially someone selling drugs, you know, to look after their family. And, you know, I love that his songs are really humanizing people that maybe, you know, often get cast as, you know, criminals, which part of them is, especially if they're selling a lot of deadly drugs, they are a criminal, but they're also a human being. And, you know, I really love that about his songs and it was cool. He, uh, I mentioned, you know, on stage that I have this podcast and he asked, he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to come on. He's like, why don't you have me on? So maybe we'll get them on and we'll, you know, talk and, you know, I feel like, again, there's something just so special about Nashville, of everybody crossing paths and sort of bringing these suitcases of songs with them from where they're from and writing about where they're from. And we're sort of, you know, telling our stories around the same dinner table and we're all coming from somewhere else, but we're sharing the same meal. You know, it's really beautiful and um, I'm just completely jazzed about being here. And, you know, it's just something that's really cool. I uh, met her, n- another singer-songwriter that was visiting from Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, she's originally from, sort of from New Jersey and back east. And, you know, and she was like, oh, I'm debating moving here and the stuff. And, you know, it's was just chatting and, you know, it was just so fun how much I was like, yeah, how much I'm selling Nashville. I'm like, you should move here. It's a great place. And, you know, just being able to tell people like, hey, this has been really great for me, you know, and I, I think you would enjoy it as well, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, got some delicious Caribbean food, got some goat meat and oxtail from, from this little place here that I forget its name, but it was so delicious. So if you want some good Caribbean food here in Nashville, hit me up. Um, I'd love to go there. went to a little guitar fair and, um, just overall just been having a nice time here. And, um, You know, been running around all this week. Uh, Kate's family's in town, so we've just been doing all the fun touristy things and eating way too much food. And her mom made meatballs last night, and again, I had to be cut off. It was pretty wild. Um, But yeah, overall, just been having a great time. And uh, next week, hopefully, we'll have news about a new song. And uh, I'll be slightly less scatterbrained, um, but equally as just grateful to you for listening and grateful, um, just grateful in general to be here and uh, be doing this. Also, I'm playing my Taylor guitar today. I don't know if I said that. It's my Taylor. Thank you so much for letting me play it. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. I love you so much. Sorry the podcast is late. Bye-bye.